Everyone loves getting value. And what we teach is to extract maximum value from two of the most hated industries in the world, credit cards and airlines. Welcome to Teach Me Something New. I'm your host, Britt Morin, and this is a production of iHeartRadio and Britt Co. All my life, everyone's told me I should focus on being good at one thing. But the truth is, I'm curious about a lot of things. But how do you learn about everything? The answer? Make the world's best experts teach you in less than an hour. So come along with me as we all learn something new. Hey everyone, did you know it's Financial Literacy Month? That's right, and I know the mention of money can make some feel a little squirmish as it can bring up so many emotions and feelings of stress. But today, I wanted to bring in a finance pro to tell us how we can actually change our outlook on money and use tools like credit cards to our advantage. Because if there's money being left on the table, I want to empower you to go out there and get it. So without further ado, let me welcome Brian Kelly to the show. Brian is the founder and CEO of The Points Guy and is the expert in loyalty programs, credit cards, and knows how to rack up those points even while you're traveling or just shopping. Hey, Brian, thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's kind of counterintuitive to think that uh, maximizing credit cards can actually save you money, but if you play the game right, there are huge rewards. Um, I have to tell you, I've actually probably been following your work for, I don't know how many years. I mean, I feel like it was just a blog at one point, right? Yep. It started off in 2010. I just decided I was working at Morgan Stanley and, you know, I've just always been a points guy. I mean, it goes back to the nineties. My dad was a consultant and I just, when I was 12, I figured out how to use his points and we've taken amazing trips, you know, every year since. So I was just always blown away that people didn't know how to use their points so I started the blog just for fun as like this side, you know, side thing, a creative outlet. But then it like quickly exploded in a good way. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, I remember looking back. I think I found the first article I found was something about using my airline miles uh, for points and like also like hacks to get more airline miles. And <laughs> I remember I was in college in like the early 2000s. And um, I was trying to like buy someone's airline miles and move them into my account. And on Craigslist back in the day, I don't know if this is still a thing. You could do that. Uh, so like for $300, I bought 25,000 miles. I like accrued them into my account, but then I redeemed them for a trip that would have cost me like $600 round trip, but I used 25,000 miles for it. And so I've been like fascinated by all of these points hacks and things for so long. So anyways. Yeah, no, and, and that I'm basically what you did was arbitrage, right? You bought one currency <laughs> that you were able to redeem for a larger one. And, and that still exists today. And in fact, airlines and hotels, they're selling points now at such a ratio where it makes sense sometimes to buy frequent flyer miles directly from the airline, especially when they have like a 100% bonus and then I redeem do this. this. Yeah, especially if you're redeeming for first class or international business class, like fares that are $10,000, but uh, you can buy the different currencies and redeem them for higher. But the easiest okay. way is just like the credit cards and getting huge sign up bonuses. 
Yeah, I'm fascinated by the credit cards thing because I, I really haven't done the arbitrage there, but I've definitely done it with airline miles. And I know what you're talking about. And actually, here's the thing about that little Craigslist airline points purchase. I was in college. I had just met this guy named Dave, but he lived in California. I lived in Texas and he really wanted to see me. So I didn't tell anybody, including my parents. Parents, I hope you're not listening. <laughs> but I I purchased those miles so that I could redeem them to secretly fly to California to go on the first date with this guy, Dave, who's now my husband. So, you know, this all has now come full circle. My points arbitrage has led me to love Brian. And I, I really want to thank you for that. There is no better redemption of points and miles and for love. So this story brings me so much joy. Okay, great. I mean, if you want to like capture this on your site, you know, a little photo of us, a little like flashback to early 2000s, I'm happy to work with you on that. Just kidding. Um, that is a reader success story if I've ever heard exactly. one. Exactly. Thank you. Okay. So you mentioned that you got into this when you were 12. So I want to know what was little Brian like? Like, how did you become so fascinated with money, finance, cards, points, all the things? Well, I was, a, I mean, I've always been like a voracious reader. So my mind and imagination would always go to whatever book I was reading at the time. And I think when I was 12, I had read The Firm by John Grisham. And I just remember they went to the Cayman Islands. It was this beautiful, bright blue place and um, really luxurious. And so when my dad said to me, Brian, you know, I was really savvy. I was like, the, I was the eight-year-old in 1991 who asked for Prodigy Internet as my Christmas gift. And I figured out how Amazing. to plug in the modem and connect online. So I was always like the computer whiz in the house and I loved to read and I had a big imagination. So when my dad came to me in 1995 and said, Hey, look, I've got all these frequent flyer miles. You know, we're going to go to Orlando unless you can figure something else out. So that's when I went into, into motion. I called up U.S. Airways and I realized like we could go to the Caribbean in January, our family of six for free. So and it was cheaper than going to Disney World or, you know, I grew up outside of Philadelphia and most people went to the Jersey Shore. So that's how it was. And I, I realized that by being nice to the phone agents, and they were very helpful. Like we were able to plan amazing trips every year, uh, and it, which kind of made up for the fact that my dad, who was a healthcare consultant and traveled so much, we looked forward to every year Well, we got to go on these amazing vacations to make up for his time on the road. So that was like the beginning of my points uh, education, and then, but never in a million years did I think that it would become my career. <laughs> for sure. And, you know, I have to say, I think points gets a bad rap because I think it insinuates that you're like frugal or you're not willing to pay. But how would you answer that question? Like, is it just about being smart with your money or is it about being frugal? I mean, I'm not a frugal person. You know, I will redeem points to fly first class and then I go hardcore when it comes to restaurants, experiences, et cetera. And that's what I've taught, you know, our millions of readers. Yes, yeah, some of them are on a budget and backpack and want to stay at a hostel, but still fly first class home from their trip. Um, you know, not everyone flies first class. A lot of, we have tons of family travelers who, you know, their way of taking a vacation, especially during these tough economic times has been to maximize points. So it's not just there's no one label. I can tell you we have tons of celebrities. I have 
spoken with a number of billionaires who follow the points guy. Everyone loves getting value. And what we teach is to extract maximum value from two of the most hated industries in the world, credit cards and airlines. And when you can figure out how to make them work for you, uh, you know, using your points to pay for trips or your fancy meals out or getting exclusive access to concerts by like leveraging the perks, like that's winning at the game. Um, and, and what I would say to people too, is like these frequent flyer programs are what makes the airlines profitable. This is how they've survived this worst pandemic, you know, to ever hit the travel industry. They've also billions of dollars worth of points to credit card companies to stay afloat. So this is by no means just airlines handing out scraps to their best travelers. More frequent flyer miles are issued by credit cards than they are by actually flying. So, um, you know, by being a savvy consumer, you can sit in the middle of all this, you know, as long as you're getting points from your credit card and paying it off in full, so you're avoiding interest, and then you're getting them for free for flying anyway, um, you can absolutely, absolutely win at this game. Okay, and I want to actually pause there on credit cards because I think this is a fascinating topic. And I like your idea that like, maybe there's like some vindictiveness in humans about wanting to extract value out of the credit card since they've extracted a lot of value out of us at many points in our lives. So first of all, like how can we better understand credit and what it's used for? So the first thing I'll say is, especially for people who live in the US, our credit system is insanely lucrative. So there's no other country in the world where you can get hundreds of thousands of points just from sign-up bonuses. You know, we have it really good where it's 5X on airfare, 5X on dining, 4X on groceries. You know, you can earn a ton of points, not just by getting a sign-up bonus, but by leveraging your spend and putting your different spend on the right credit cards. You know, the reason that exists is because, you know, merchants whenever you go out to your restaurant or to buy something they're paying the credit card anywhere from two to three percent of your transaction to run that charge and basically what the credit card companies do is they kick back a portion of that to you in the form of points or cash back so if you're listening right now and you pay for things in cash or with the debit card you are financing me to go to fly first class so just let that sink in because the cost of these points, you're going to pay the same amount at 99% of places using cash or a debit card than I will using my points card. So the cost of that transaction to fund my rewards is built into the price of products in the US. Mm. So by using cash and debit cards, you are essentially financing the points for all of us. So even, you know, and I do recommend Personally, with the credit cards, the only way to win is if you pay them off in full every month. If you're going to be hit with interest charges, they will eviscerate the value of any points mm -hmm. that you get. Yeah, yeah. So, and look, if you're in debt and hate credit cards, do not get a card just for points if you're going to get in debt because <laughs> you will not come out ahead. Um, but, you know, if you can pay your bill in full every month, you might as well put it on a points earning credit card, get those points, and then you know, you don't get hit with any interest fees. So that's the ecosystem in the US. And the lucky thing is it's so lucrative for the credit card companies. You know, there are at least 10 major credit card companies that offer different types of rewards cards. And if you play your cards right, like you can get sign-up bonuses from all of them pretty much. You know, there's some nuances now, but I mean, I have 25 credit cards. My credit what? scores- Wait, 25? That's insane. 
How do you yes, even, and I don't, what does your wallet so, look, look like? What do you have to like know, super I've, mega I, XL wallet? <laughs> I've, I've got the George Costanza wallet that like throws my back out when I sit down. Now oh I only carry gosh. a couple of them with me because most of my transactions, a lot of the credit cards I use for perks, you know, when flying an airline or for certain purchases. And a lot of, you know, and another key tip is if you, if you have a small business and it can be an eBay business, it can be very small, you can get business credit cards. And the business credit cards are even more lucrative in many cases than, than personal. So I have the points guy from when I started. I've got a bunch of other side businesses that I um, have opened credit cards in for bonuses. Um, so that's really, and actually I earn most of my points. You know, at the points guy, we spend quite a bit of money on um, Facebook advertising, Instagram, mm-hmm. Google, SE, SEM. All of that goes on my personal credit cards, which break in up to 3X, you know, on those online advertising. So we run all those, you know, I pay them off instantly through our um, accounts payable department. And then that's how we get millions of points to send all of our writers around the world. Cause we, we don't take freebies from the airlines. We we purchase oh, our, wait. all of our- Wait, wait, freebies. wait, wait, hold on. So you send your writers points instead of like cash? Yeah, well, so no, 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 no. We pay our writers in points, oh. but anyway, <laughs> whenever. Like, so if are we're you compensating review, people with a new no, currency? <laughs> no, but you know, we're not far off from that. We. What I'm saying is, like, if Emirates has their new first class cabin and it's flying JFK to Dubai, that's what I flew this uh, right after New Year's. You know, we will transfer 135,000 points to Emirates and then book a, a first class award for our employee who's going to review that airline because we don't want to alert the airline ahead of time that we're flying because uh, then it's not going to be a real experience. Uh, um, so yeah, so are all the airlines like becking and calling you like they're just like bowing down because they know you're going to review them? Yes. So I don't really do reviews anymore because I'm pretty much flagged by all the airlines and hotels. And that's get, amazing. What you get so, like the ultimate red carpet service. Usually, but you know, the airline industry does follow like on my personal Instagram, which is Brian Kelly. That's like all of my personal travels. The points guy, if you follow on Instagram is our corporate account, which is all of our different writers. So both have different, you know, my, my viewpoint is because I pay for all my own travel. It's like, I cover the good and the bad. Like I hate following influencers where everything is just like rosy and perfect and luxurious and so picture perfect. Like, no, I'm going to show you that disgusting turkey sandwich and it's cellophane because that's i'm not going to try to make it beautiful but yeah airline and i think even you know i have friends with a lot of people in the airline industry they love the fact that even though they hate it sometimes when i don't show them in the best light but it does my goal of all of this is to you know push the industry to be better and also just to inspire people to travel too and um you know so travel comes with the good and the bad you gotta you can't just be one-sided When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. 
Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, so I don't even know where to start. I have so many questions based off a bunch of stuff you just said. Let's start with the 25 credit cards because I'm still fascinated by that. Are there favorites? If we had, if we could choose like three to five, let's say, and that was a lot for us, which three to five like should we choose or does it differ for everybody? So there are myths out there that every credit card you get, your score goes down. There's a little bit of truth to that in that anytime you get a hard inquiry for a new credit line, your score will likely drop two to five points temporarily. But the largest, and you can go on the FICO website, I encourage people to learn about how FICO scores work and credit, but you basically, the, the key factors of your credit are your debt to credit utilization. And that means the more credit you have available to you and the less you use, your score goes up. Uh, the second is just making payments on time. Uh, and those two alone are over half your FICO score. So when you actually have more credit available to you and you're using less of it and you're paying it off in full every month, you'll see your score go up. Um, that's why so many people who don't have credit cards and have very minimal credit, their score is actually worse. So in general, the more credit cards you have, the less you're using and you're paying them on time, your score will go up. I've never I have never once. Yes. Do you, sorry to interrupt, but, do, yeah. but what about paying the minimum off versus paying in full? Pay in full. The minimum... Uh, you'll get hit with like 18% interest on your balance. And the value of the points you're getting, generally one, two, three cents, you know, you're getting like 3% back blended if you're lucky. So if you're paying 18% to get a point, you know, if you're paying 18 cents to get a point worth three cents, that's a losing battle. So, mm. but that being said, if you're in a tough month, absolutely just pay your minimum balance and, you know, work to get the, the larger balance down. Missing a payment is a huge no-no and will drag your score down tremendously. And if it does happen, catch it right away and call your credit card company. They'll often waive the first one and take it off your score. But you need to be vigilant about your score and be checking it into making sure you're not getting dinged. If you're really bad about this stuff, just set up auto pay. Yeah. Um, you know, auto pay is the you've best. Gotta, you've got to track it. But in well, general, and how long does it last too? Because I just actually just checked my credit score and it's very good, except for there is one thing from 2012 when one of my car payments, I guess, didn't go through, but it was because I had switched credit cards and mm-hmm. and like I didn't know that happened and that it was 2012 and it's still impacting my credit score. What do I do? You can file a dispute. All the major credit bureaus have disputes. You can just you know explain the situation. You can call that lender and just beg for mercy. In general, what I recommend is be nice, um, whether that's airlines or credit card companies, <laughs> you would be shocked at how much people, if you, you know, these people get berated day in and day yeah. out. But if you actually call in and say, hey, look, like this is what's going on. It was total misunderstanding. I know you've got a lot going on. Can you please help me? Like I'll do whatever it takes, you know, instead of you better do this to me. Cause that's, that's what they're getting all day long. Yeah. You know, especially so if like your flights 
Exactly. How dare you? There's a tornado outside. I mean, it it still boggles my (laughs) mind. Why are you taking off? Yeah. Idiotic. But it's bright and sunny here. Yeah. So something from 2012, I can go back and dispute. It's absolutely. I don't know exactly what the the charge is um, or how it's sitting on your report, but um, absolutely call and ask them to take it off. You know, fax into all the major bureaus. There's a lot of websites. If you if you just Google like disputing an item on your credit report, there's lots of tips on how to like paper them and like if they don't respond via your paper forms, you can. Yeah, so, um, and this is important yeah, never because take no for like an you, yeah, your credit score is is really important, right? Like it's an can asset. You explain the, the, the importance your score, of credit score. Absolutely, your credit score will determine whether you can get a certain kind of apartment, what your mortgage rate is, and that singular yeah. decision on what your mortgage rate is could be thousands of dollars. So I urge everyone listening, think of your credit score as an asset. And I think so many of us, myself included, look, if you've made mistakes in the past, I was stupid in college. I got credit cards. I maxed them out. When I moved, I thought, you know, that Verizon bill wouldn't follow me. And and it's funny now that I'm like the king of credit cards and helping people get them. And I myself had messed up, but I think it just goes to show you can, with diligence, you can improve your score. Um, and there's just key fundamentals and it's pay off your balances. You know, don't as much as I'm all about like take the trip and but like if you're in debt, like you really need to have a plan to get out of debt because it is quicksand. Um, yeah. So if you are in debt and have high balances, instead of getting rewards cards like I'll talk about shortly, you may want to get a zero balance transfer APR and just focus on getting your balance. You know, instead of trying to open up other credit cards to get points, focus on getting your balances down. Uh, it'll be the best, you know, even though it's short term pain and financial, you know, not buying all the things you want to buy, but just get that free. And then from that point, you know, your opportunities will. Yeah, you've got to like get to zero instead of negative 10 and then you can get to positive exactly. 10. Wait, so how many people are in credit card debt? Do you know these stats? You know, actually, over the last year, credit card debt has dropped dramatically because people haven't been traveling, haven't been buying fancy clothes. So. There have been some heartening statistics that people, especially with stimulus checks, have paid mm-hmm. their balances down. But in general, the you know the average consumer is still, uh, you know, and, and you know the average American is not saving for retirement like they should. Um, and that's why, like, even if you know, even if you are in debt, you can still play the points game so that instead of paying for that plane ticket, use that cash to pay off your debt. Um, so it's not like if you're in debt, I'm not shaming anyone saying you can't do points and miles. That's not true. But the point is, have your strategy to get your you know balances down first and foremost before mm-hmm. you just focus on traveling all the time, which is a vicious cycle. Then you'll just continuously be in debt. Yeah, for sure. So let's go back to all the credit cards that are out there. Do you have favorites? Are there some with better perks and rewards than others? So here's the thing, 2021 is smoking hot for credit card deals. Ooh, Um, ooh, 2021. I have to say, you know, uh, it's tough for me to explain all the different deals because they change. But um, Mm -hmm. basically the goal of credit cards is to earn more than one mile or point per dollar spent. A lot of credit cards will offer, you know, triple on dining, but one X on everything else. So the goal is look at what you spend your money on and then align the credit cards that will give you the maximum amount of miles back for that, for that category. So my base level card is Capital One Venture because I'm earning two X on everything. 
So anywhere I am, if I'm going to the Apple store, there's no credit card that's going to give you 5X points at the Apple store. Yeah. Now, there's online shopping portals. Except for the Apple card. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it's funny. The Apple card doesn't even give you an extra you know, bonus on Apple products. But it's so is, pretty. <laughs> yeah. I don't, actually, it's one of the cards I don't have because I just don't see a huge need for it. But, Interesting. Um, but anyway, so Venture Capital and Venture, I think one of the, be- the sh- most shining cards out of the pandemic, because everyone's been ordering food and getting groceries, is the Amex Gold, which gives 4x points on restaurants, including takeout and delivery, Uber X, and also 4x on US supermarkets. So in that card, currently, you can get a rose gold version and up to 60,000 points when you spend. But also the number one beginner card, I would say, and right now it's got the highest sign up bonus we've ever seen in April of 2021, uh, in, you know, when the offer is is uh, in the marketplace, 80,000 points, um, and you earn 2x points on travel and dining on that card. And the cool thing about travel is it's all airlines, hotels, travel agents, parking, tolls, subway. It's a really broad travel category. Wait, which card is this? This is Chase Sapphire Preferred. I would oh, say Chase the Chase Sapphire, Sapphire Preferred is like, yeah, the Chase, there's a preferred, uh, and then there's the reserve card, which is four hundred fifty dollars. Um, that card gets you lounge access. Oh, that's like the fancy points. version. Yeah, like yeah, the but for like beginners, card. especially with yeah, especially with the Sapphire Prefer being you know ninety five dollars a year, um, eighty thousand point sign up bonus. It's such a no brainer. Um, I would say that's like a great intro card. Get your Chase Sapphire Preferred, and then you know I match it with the Capital One Venture card, which is two X on all spend. So you're, you know, put your travel and dining on the Sapphire Preferred and then the rest on the Venture Card. But yeah. there's so many other ones out there. Um, these are just like the top kind of no-brainer ones that most intro people in the points game end up getting. Okay, so what you're saying is, if I'm hearing you right, um, figure out how you're spending your money, specifically your credit card money, and look for the card that gives you the most bang for your buck in terms of points for those categories. So if it's dining, it's one thing. If it's shopping, if it's travel, um, what about Amazon? <laughs> is there one that gives you like 5X points back on Amazon? Because that would be the one I need. Yes. Yeah, so interestingly, yeah, the um, there is a Chase Amazon card, which is very rich for Amazon rewards. And you can also use your Chase and Amex points on Amazon purchases, albeit not at the best ratio. Um, but yeah, the Chase Amazon card for Amazon purchases is a pretty solid option. Oh, I'm going to do that. I, yeah. I looked at my, I use this app. Have you heard of it? It's called Copilot. It's kind of under the radar, but it's my favorite personal finance app. It literally like uses AI and all these machine learning things to start categorizing all your spend and gives you like real time views of your budget versus spend. And like, especially as a business owner, I, I think it's really well done for like my personal P&L. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's it's great because you I've done my year in review, my month in review, my quarter in review. And like, yeah, I mean, it's a great way to see which categories you're spending your money on yeah. the most well, and I've, historically yeah. how that has played out. And sadly, it, it is Amazon, you know, as someone who just like so kids. Yeah, that- 
stuff all the time. I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. And what I'd recommend to anyone listening, like if you Google the best credit card for Amazon spend, our post comes up number one. You know, the best credit card for redoing your home. But what I would recommend is whatever you spend your money in, whether it's, you know, shipping for your business or online marketing or groceries, like Google that and we have a post on pretty much every category you could think of, airfare, hotels, etc. So we're wow. all about, you know, the next phase of the points guy, we've been blog, we're now a media company with 100 employees covering the travel space. And the next step is technology company and leveraging technology to help consumers get the most value from their cards and then also leverage that for the most value in travel. We actually just acquired Lonely Planet. So stay tuned for Amazing. Some exciting things to come on that front. Also, just like what a cool business journey, by the way. I mean, I work in venture capital, but also have a digital media tech <laughs> company as well that started kind of blog-ish and moved the way up. So I feel like I see you on so many levels and and how cool that you've, it's been 11 years now, I think for you, um, running this company, acquiring Lonely Planet. Like it's just Cool. So I want to pause and give you some cred because that's amazing. Thank you. You know, it's been like a whirlwind. I started the blog June of 2010. I I started monetizing it one year later, like in a big way, then sold it to a publicly traded company in May of 2012. So that period of my life was such a whirlwind. I had no idea that I could create this blog that would become such an asset. I sold it to a company called Bankrate, which owns creditcards.com and a bunch of other And then, you know, once I was, you know, we're acquired by a publicly traded company, most founders leave to do the next thing. But I'm like, my work here isn't done. We're growing. And I, you know, I really, 11 years in, I still feel like we're just starting. Um, well, speaking of business, you were talking about how business credit cards can be very lucrative. And I didn't realize this either until I hired my first CFO many years ago. And she was like, Britt, why aren't you putting more on a on a credit card? We could be actually giving bonuses to our employees in the form of like gift cards, you know, uh, actual like a television. <laughs> There's so many things we could redeem our credit card points for that then become perks to our employees and we don't have to use our actual cash you know, to give out bonuses. And I was like, this is genius. I was like, mind blown. And so we we started doing that all the time. But, you know, can you tell us a little bit more about the perks of business credit cards and why we should be using them too? Because I know there's even a new credit card through H&R Block. They acquired a company called Wave that for small business owners, you can actually use this credit card and it will understand all of your business taxes and like sort out all of your taxes for you. So you save on like accounting costs and all kinds of things. So I'm just fascinated by this world of credit cards and how we can be leveraging it. Yeah. I mean, so first and foremost, business credit cards and putting, giving your employees to spend on your business credit cards so that you earn the points. Um, A also streamlines, you know, or payroll expense management, I know there's companies like Trip Actions now that is it for, uh, for startups and pretty big businesses now that I think this is fascinating where you can actually give your employees corporate cards. Um, and, you know, with this day and age of travel, you can set different rules of your expenses for different employees. Like if they have to quarantine on arrival, maybe you're going to extend the hotel rate or, you know, it basically, and it also helps you track all your employees around the world. Where are they end against a COVID tracker, which is something that like, so there's a lot of different reasons to be smart about your business spend, but you're right. It can improve your business's bottom line by accruing all those points. 
And then you don't pay taxes on those points. And then you can give them to employees, you know, as gifts and improve morale. And plus a lot of business credit cards, if you get them for your employees, come with great perks um, while they're traveling. So um, it definitely, there's a lot of different reasons to, to have your employees use corporate cards and business cards, but, and the points can, can add up significantly. And even just using those points for corporate travel, which adds up very quickly. And what about credit card use in general? And this could be for business or personal, like what is healthy credit card use and what is unhealthy use? Well, I mean, I think healthy credit card use is just, you know, in, in addition to earning points, you also get a lot of perks. You know, example being I bought a Montclair jacket, went to Iceland and we were filming vlogs and I was switching coats and left my brand new Montclair coat, which was $2,500 in Iceland. And I was so annoyed with myself because I had had it for a week, but I called up Amex and I put it on my Amex Platinum. Oh, Mr. Kelly, no worries, taken off your account. And that's not because I'm the points guy. That's like they have <laughs> purchase protection and they go above and beyond, especially over you know, this past year, I actually was supposed to go to Puerto Rico last minute, had to cancel, even though my hotel was non-refundable, but Chase, I'm a Chase Sapphire Reserve card holder, made an exception and gave me all my points back. I would have lost a thousand dollars. So I think in general, it's smart to put expenses on credit cards. A lot of them, you know, a lot of credit cards will even have broken screen coverage on your new iPhone. Whoa, I need coverage. that one. <laughs> yes. And once again, it's like, you can Google what about, like the best. What about card. iPhones that fall in the pool or toilet? <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, it depends. Every coverage okay, policy okay. is a no, little different. I don't know. I mean, just in case that were ever to happen, you know. <laughs> yeah, just in case. Yeah, Slash but I mean, my four-year-old like, likes to throw things in toilets. Oh, uh, <laughs> you know, when the iPhones first came out, they were like, "Oh, they're waterproof." So I went like snorkeling in the Maldives, and let me just tell oh, you, no. they're not as waterproof. Not as they make waterproof. Them oh no! Did yeah. you get that uh, protected through your credit card? I did actually. Card? I forget. I forget how I did it, but my I have an assistant who's brilliant and knows how to like get get anything done but you know whether it's sunglasses you know you they fall Ugh. off your face on a boat like That's you can get reimbursed for that and people are always amazed so i want to get I, reimbursed you know, for my one, one side, lost but, earring yeah because yeah, i always <laughs> i always have the one lost earring you don't have this problem probably i'm no. guessing but yeah with earrings are the worst dude you've got to like keep them together at all times but i feel <laughs> like that's one. a new style now where you can have like one that's bedazzled true. earring and then one regular one you're so, so trendy you brian good job knowing yeah. the trends <laughs> <laughs> um what's been your most regrettable money mistake that our listeners might be able to learn from it for sure was not paying attention to that verizon bill when i was moving around college and i put my head in the sand and actually in general you know, I was a moron with credit. Like in college, I got an MBNA University of Pittsburgh credit card because they basically just were handing them out and um, got into debt, went on spring break, didn't think about the fact that I had no income as a college kid. <laughs> then I, my parents were like, we're not bailing you out. We're going to make you get a student loan to cover it. Well, coast, coast, you know, it was a big mess and it took years and years to, to get it out, uh, to get it under control. And it could have been so much easier if I would have just paid attention. So I think my biggest money mistake was having my head in the sand and just thinking things will go away because they don't. Um, yeah. And hustling and just educating yourself now. There are more resource, resources than ever to get yourself out of debt. You know, there's the whole fire movement. There's, you know, budgeting apps to really give you insight. Because I think most people just don't know how much they're spending and they don't mm -hmm. see a pathway. And then right. they just keep making the same mistakes and it's rinse and repeat. So 
Um, yeah. I, I think I'd just like to say to people though, you know, you can turn it around and there are ways to, you know, it's not, not a lost cause. Right. Even with the bankruptcy, or even if you're new to this country with credit, there's actually an amazing company called Nova Credit, where there, it's like an international credit score where you can actually get an Amex card if you have a good credit score in like one of 25 countries, which is yeah. a service I think a lot of my friends who are immigrants with good salaries and good credit in their home country. So there, yeah. there are certainly ways that you can, um, you know, help improve your score. There's resources, but you've got to do the hard work yourself. Okay, so I want to shift gears into your other area of expertise, which is travel. After a year of not much travel, I know I'm already starting to book travel this year. And by the way, I'm finding amazing rates. <laughs> so what do you envision travel will look like for the remainder of 2021 and our post-vaccinated world? Well, I'm, I took 100 days off from travel last March, which was nice. I was traveling way too much and it made me realize how much I missed it. But I've actually had, I've been traveling quite a bit since last summer. That being said, it's like, I understand why people don't travel. I'm not saying that everyone should, but myself, I had COVID last March, asymptomatic. I had antibodies. I knew, you know, in general that I was pretty safe um, and always wore a mask, et cetera. But now that the vaccines are out, I mean, more, definitely more and more people are traveling. We're now at about half of the amount of airline passengers as pre-pandemic. Mm. It's pretty wild considering there's almost no international travel. So you know, domestic routes now, Hawaii, you can fly, lie flat, international planes, Alaska's huge this summer, you know, Mexico. So basically there's a lot of options to travel. I think this year will be still very much this summer road trip, RV, outdoors, beach. I do think Europe will open. I'm currently booked to go to Greece in July and I think that will happen. Yeah. I'm also planning, Celine Dion is like, my spirit animal. And Whoa, planning. this is a big revelation of the podcast. Oh, yeah. so <laughs> Mine March, too. <laughs> oh, I've met her. Oh, so she has a song called Taking Chances. And when I started the Point Sky in 2010, everyone was like, Brian, you can't leave Morgan Stanley. You're about to get VP. You cannot. And um, I just knew deep down, I was like, I'm, I built a brand. Like I remember I had gone to a cocktail party and someone was like, you're the Point Sky. And of course, it, you know, there were no one really reading my blog and I knew I was on to something, but everyone in my life was like, okay, can't be a travel blogger. And I was listening to Celine Dion's song, Taking Chances. I was walking to work. I literally had an out-of-body experience and went straight into my boss's office and quit that day. And luckily, Whoa, Celine, have so you been I to Vegas? Did you see her live? You told oh, yeah. her that I've story. Seen, I'm a full-blown oh. Celine group. It's all coming back to me now, I have to say. I just got chills as she said those words. She's, um, but she, I yeah. saw her March 5th uh, at the Barclays Center right before everything shut down. And her next concert's in Israel in June. So I feel like for me personally to like bookend this pandemic, it's like, wow. I saw her as the pandemic started, even though the pandemic oh. didn't keep going for a long time. But like, um, so yeah, so this I think this summer, I think this Europe, some parts of Europe will open this summer. I think the UK will still be pretty locked down. Maybe France, Canada, maybe Italy. But Canada, I it's so close to us, but they have no vaccine. You know, Canada's like, uh, their vaccine rollout's horrific. It's, a, it's yeah. terrible. The EU and Canada have been really bad with this rollout. And I think... You know, Greece has kind of, they're taking this approach of let's just vaccinate the islands, which is where most of the tourism is. Mm -hmm. um, I think Italy probably will open up, but these new variants and these new spikes are really yeah. concerning. But don't you think now is a great time to book your travel before the airline like 
costs skyrocket high. The hotels, I was looking at going back to Texas to see my family. There's like 30% off all of the hotels right now. Um, the flights, like I said, $250 round trip. So for me and my whole family, like that's going to be an amazingly affordable trip compared to what it would be typically. So I'm just going to book out all my travel this year. Is that your advice? So yes, in general, uh, you know, all the airlines now have free changes for the most part. Got to be a little careful. Some tickets aren't eligible, but, uh, you know, you know, hotel, book the hotel now then make sure it's refundable and then rebook it if it drops in price and if it goes up in price you're you're locked but just remember what the cancellation date is in case you do have to tra- cancel but what i will say is use your frequent flyer miles and points so many people are up to their gills because we've all been earning this past year but people haven't been using if you've got boatloads of points the reason why it's better to use points now than cash is that if you need to cancel the airlines aren't going to give you your cash back unless they cancel the flight so what you're looking at is vouchers which may be useful might not be. You can't use vouchers to pay your rent or mortgage. With your frequent flyer miles, all the airlines, for the most part, now allow you to cancel and get all your miles back free of charge and your taxes and fees. So by using miles, you're essentially buying fully refundable tickets, which you're going to be out almost no cash. And if you need to cancel, you get them all back. Okay. I like that. Okay. I can do that math. And then do you have favorite airlines? We talked about your favorite credit cards, but do you have favorite airlines? You know, I love, you know, domestically JetBlue. So I'm six foot seven. I need legroom. You know, even in economy, JetBlue. JetBlue Mint is the best, by the way. And Mint is awesome. They just came out with their new Mint planes, which are gorgeous. Um, And I just think JetBlue flight attendants are really nice. And in general, I have a good experience. Um, Internationally, I love Emirates. Emirates is like the golden age of flying, especially in first class. Emirates first class is just you have like a a cabin like an actual they call it that right your own floor to ceiling windows and their new triple (laughs) seven game changer suite it's literally floor to ceiling windows and you can even video conference to the galley with the flight attendants oh i want some dom and caviar video conference they'll come up and then just slick stick it through like a window and slide it down so like if you want no interaction and it's okay and plus i've never done that and I've only and seen it free. on like the Sex and the City 2 movie, I think, when they go to Dubai. <laughs> yeah, well, you don't even need to go to Dubai. So so Emirates is now flying. I'm flying them in July to Greece, Newark, Athens. And they also yeah. fly JFK to Milan. So even if you have a Europe trip, you can try them out to those destinations. All right, Brian, this has been so interesting on so many levels. If If you could recommend one piece of homework for our listeners this week, what would it be? So, I mean, uh, I would just say go to thepointsguide.com. We have a guide section and we have a beginner's guide. And if this sounds also confusing, we will literally take you step by step. It's free. Sign up for programs, track your points. And we didn't even get into it, but there's a lot of other ways to earn miles and points. Shopping online. um, You should be getting tons of miles just by shopping at any retailer. So here's a tip. Never go directly to a retailer's website. Always click through. A shopping portal because what it does it puts a cookie on your computer and you'll automatically get extra points deposited into your loyalty account simply by clicking the one button putting in your loyalty number whether it's advantageeshopping.com which is american airlines site but it can be up to 30 miles per dollar um in addition to what you get for using your credit card 
So all of these concepts are spelled out in detail at the Point Sky. And then come June, when our app comes out, make sure you download the TPG app. And, you know, if you ever need the Points Girl or the Points Gal, I'm here. I got you. Love it. (laughs) And and just for everyone listening, we've got about 100 employees. We actually have more women working at the Point Sky than we do men. We have a whole TPG women's Facebook group. We have TPG business and then our general facebook group is just called the tpg lounge and that's where our hundred thousand active followers help each other with tips and tricks and things like that so there is a ton of there are a ton of resources get you up to speed in this game thank you so much brian this has been a pleasure you can follow him he is at brian kelly or at the points guy and go out there and spend some points you guys uh hack the airlines and the credit cards you have every right to do so i appreciate it brian and for everyone out there we will see you next time bye thank you so much safe travels everyone thanks for listening to teach me something new a production of iHeartRadio and brit co i'm your host brit morin Find more information about each episode at Brit.co slash listen. You can also find me on social media. I'm at Brit or follow us at Brit and Co. Teach Me Something New is executive produced by Allie Ives and Allie Perry with additional production and sound design by Mark Lemmerjaysey and Aaron Peterson. <laughs>